0: Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason McDuffie Mortgage, mortgage license number NMLS number 225998. Back here again in chapter, what chapter right now? We're in chapter, still chapter, chapter, chapter eight. Yes, on page 86, we left off at. And we're starting at point number two. It says, Pay all your accounts on time. This is a factor you can take immediately control over to effectively manage your credit scores. Here are some options that make it easier or easy to make sure your payments reach a credit creditor before the due date passes. A, I always suggest that my clients change their due dates to fit within their budget. If you finance, finances do not allow you to pay all your bill on the first or second month, then set half of your bills up for the first and the other half for the 15th. Most creditors will work with you to make these changes quickly. Make sure, B, sorry, make sure, B, make sure you know the grace periods on accounts. Be aware that some creditors have no grace period and that if payment is not made by the due date on the statement, you will be considered 30 days late. That's not good. <laughs> In other instances, if, you, if the due date on the statement is June 1st, you still uh, you will have until the twenty ninth of June before you're considered thirty day late. Okay. However, in the instance, in this instances, creditors will usually charge a late fee if the payment isn't there by the fifteenth day. So what they're saying normally, um, let's say if you do a mortgage, right? The mortgages are new normally, not always, but normally, I say about ninety nine percent of the time are due on or are due on or before the fifteenth of the month, right? So long as you pay by the you know fifteenth of the month, either by phone or whatever, right? <laughs> You're um, you know, you're okay. But if you pay on the sixteenth, right, most lenders, I say ninety nine point nine, will uh, just basically have an internal late, meaning that you're uh late internally, they'll send you, you know, you'll pay a little uh uh penalty for that in reference to just on, in money wise, but it won't hit your credit score for a 30 day late normally. So I say everybody the same way, but that's what it should be, right? Okay, point C set up set up a system to remind yourself to mail your payments at least seven to ten days before the due date, so you'll reach the creditor on time. timely manner. For an alert system, you can use your cell phone, your email account, or electronic calendar, just to remind yourself to pay the bill. <laughs> okay, D, pay your bills when they receive them. I understand that not everyone has cash flow to do this, but if you can, it's a great way to make sure that you won't get hit with late payments, or late payments. I should say, right? and. You know, if you go beyond the 30 days, then definitely hit your credit score. And like we always talked about, anything last six months to a year late, it's going to be the most um, – it's going to hit your credit the hardest reference score. Your score is going to drop more than it would outside that – one. I mean, after it goes past that one-year window, right? Say E, uh, online bill pay is a great way to manage your debts well. You can schedule automatic payments or log on and pay them manually as needed. I do that all the time for, for myself and for my mom's accounts. So you pay everything through, uh, you know, electronically. It's all good because you have a tracking bill of it and know when they got the money, so no one can lie. I mean, the, the the creditor saying, oh, I didn't get your bill, right? Huh? bank said you got it. It says right here you you, you touched it. So so you always want to have some electronic uh, ability to, to prove because you send a check to them, you're going to prove to the cash it so they can play around the thing for a while. So electronic stuff works, but not, it's not for everybody. We proceed forward here. Let's see. Uh, okay. However, it takes three to five days for an uh, online payment to clear it. That's true. Uh, so be sure to leave yourself enough time. Plus leave enough money there to make sure you don't bounce it, right? <laughs> Nothing worse than bouncing an online check. Ooh, right. Okay, here we go to uh, letter F. Automatic withdrawal is the easiest method if it's available through your creditors. This option allows the creditors to pull the payment from your checking account automatically on agreement. You want to be careful of those things automatic pays because, you know, if you forget to turn it off, you know, after you paid it, they may keep pulling You never know. So uh, be careful. Here we go. Credit tip. This is on page 87. If you make your payments on the actual due date, be sure to do so via the telephone, not online. Also, be sure that you call in your payment before the cutoff time, which is usually about 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, If you fail to do that, so, you know, may hit a late pay, okay? So, just kind of be cognitive if you get to that tight you want money and you you know, you call them, make sure what their timelines are, and their you know, drop dead dates and at their East Coast or West Coast or in the Middle Coast. <laughs> so just be cognizant, right? So here we go. Number three, when transitioning to a new mortgage loan, don't count on escrow to pay your final mortgage payment of the previous loan. Call the previous lender at least three days before the due date of the last payment and confirm. The payment was made. So what they're saying there is that um, if you did a refinance or the loan got, you know, transferred the uh, servicers, I mean, the service is the person you make your payments to. So that's the lender, you know, like I said, make your payments, right? So let's say that, uh, if you, let's say in a refinance scenario, that if you refinance, you know, that we paid off the other party, you know, the prior lender. And and those, those are pretty tight. Those are pretty good right there in reference to. We paid them off. Escrow you knows they paid them off you always want to check with us to make sure you got paid off on time and just in, in all those other fun things just to, for your own peace of mind. But let's say that um, your loan was sold for one under the next. And that happens a lot. So in the world of mortgages that, you know, banks need, you know, to replenish money, right? So if you don't, you know, if you have so many loans out, then you need to sell them off and actually create a whole new slew of money to be able to make more loans, right? So has to always perpetually going forward. So when this happens, what you should do as a good practice is to you should receive a letter from your current lender saying, Hey, we sold you to XYZ. XYZ says, Hey, we bought you. Right. I've always advised clients for the last 20 plus years, almost 29 now (laughs) that um, to contact the lender that you know of when you're paying and contact them write down the date, time, who you spoke to and say, who do I make my payments to? And they'll tell you that point. Right. So you'll have that on your, I'd say probably put on your most recent, Statement so you can find your statements because most people keep your statements right. That you know, if something happens, go back to that statement says, I right, talked to james Smith on this date, this time she's make it here. So, at least you have accountability and you can put some you know, ownership back on the lender or servicer if they try to wiggle waggle on you, right? Um, plus you also want to make sure there's been some scams in the past, and I'm sure hopefully never come back. That some people have you know hacked into the bank system and found out everybody's account, send a little letter to say, Hey, send your stuff to XYZ, you know. PO box and wherever, wherever, right? Well, that might not go to your lender, it goes to somebody else's pocket and your lender. So that's why I say make sure you contact your lender and confirm make sold XYZ, make sure where to send your payment to and keep that data so you know if something ever happens that you are have something to go back on to rely on that you talk to somebody, right? And don't, don't let it go to chance, right? So let's keep going forward here, hope I didn't lose my place. And let's see. Da, 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 da. Yep, yep. Okay. Then it says, no matter how high your score, a single 3 day mortgage late can cost you 80 points, eight zero points, right? It can take several months to earn back those points. Pre, uh, precious time that you don't have when you're trying, you know, trying to do something, right? So we always tell people that when you're trying to buy a house, that all your stuff in the past comes life speed today, and actually all the old stuff that you know that you forgot about or wanted to forget about or whatever. It comes right up here, boom, in your face, warp speed, right? So we always advise clients to make sure you run your credit through annualcreditreport.com, the free site, pulls one of the three bureaus, and then check it out, make sure it's all good, right? And then, you know, have your lender uh, pull your credit at that point, make sure everything is correctly done, right? But let's say if you did pull your credit and you saw something on there was not right, normally the annualcreditreport.com website you, gives you an account number and a phone number to call based on that report you have in your hand. So they'll be able to pull up on their screen, on the computer screen, and actually talk to you live about what's going on versus when a lender for mortgage home loan, when they pull your credit, we're going through a third party. So you try to call the your credit bureau and they and tell them, say, hey, I got this credit report, blah, blah. they going to say, who are you? What do you want? Because it it's not the credit report information from directly from the bureaus through the third party. Vendor between the... Credit, com- credit agencies or bureaus, we're to call them, versus the lenders. There's a neutral party, right? So let's keep going on here. And let's see. Okay, number four. Some creditors do not report until you're 60 days late. Don't count on that, but hey, some don't. But don't count on that. <laughs> if you know that you are not going to be able to pay all your credit card payments on time, call your creditors to find out whether or not they report 30 or 60 days so you can decide which card to pay first. This is if you're in a, you know, financial crisis mode, right? Let's see. If Number five, if you should happen to forget or miss a payment, get back on top of that immediately. So here's what happens. Let's say if you forget a payment, miss a payment, what you want to call it, right? When you make that next payment, you got to make sure where that payment went to. to go to the payment, the current payment, or to go to the payment you missed, right? Because what we see a lot of times, it goes to the new payment, the current payment, not the payment you missed, that mispaid keeps rolling forwards. So you go to 30 day late, it again to 60 day late, it again to 90 day late. Each 30 days later, he just makes your score drop further and further down the hole. So be careful if that happens. Make sure you get some clarity or some proof that you paid the money you gave them was for the mispayment, not for the new payment, right? But so try to do both payments, right? <laughs> okay, back here we go. And uh, let's see. Number six. Yes, six. Um there are times when you cannot manage your credit, whether because you have lost your job or injured and unable to work. What's he say here? do flip it on page uh, 88, right? 88? Yes, 88. I uh, see. I see half. Who cares? i um, sorry. I do care. <laughs> let's see. Just gotten uh, you know, over your head. Sometimes people get over their head. Basically, you have more month than you have paycheck, right? If this happens to you, Contact your creditors frequently. They will ne- ne- uh, negotiate different payment terms, lower. So the key thing is that you want to be ahead of this game. Don't wait for them to call you. You call them because when they start calling you, they're no mood to to to, uh, to negotiate with you. They basically say, "Give them money, give them money, give them money." That's all he says. So that's it, kind of like a broken record. Give them money, right? Don't want to be there. Okay, number seven. The best advice I can give you about the payment history portion of your score. It's to be proactive. It is easier to prevent credit problems than to erase them. If you're already managing your accounts by paying your bills on time, keep up the good work. That makes sense. Hmm. There are other factors that influence the credit score, but payment history is the largest and pulls the most weight on any time. So remember that the history of your credit, you know, how you pay stuff. That's, you know, that's, a, that's your that's your report card. And we're going to see, you know, how you do, and if you're you know good risk, and then you'll get better insurance, better terms. But if you're bad risk, you're high risk, you'll call it. Then everything's going to be the opposite, right? Let's see. Here's a, here's a story she wants to tell, a real life story of Maryland. Just, let's see what Maryland went on here. Let's go to Maryland, right? Maryland had an immaculate credit, that, that is until she incurred a thirty day late on her mortgage payment. Ouch! This caused her score to drop eighty points. The credit bureaus reported the late payment occurring in January. Marilyn knew she wasn't late in January, but rather in December. So I phoned the creditor, being Linda, and without acknowledging Marilyn's December late pay, I explained that they mistakenly reported a 30 late in January had not occurred. I requested that they research it. They confirmed that Marilyn was not late in January. As a result, the creditor willingly faxed a letter. Fax, wow. <laughs> he knows his old, his old paper, right? <laughs> faxed. Well, hello. But hey, we we'll like faxes. To uh, letter to Maryland confirming uh, their error. Maryland took the letter to a mortgage broker who had reported correctly, I say had the report corrected, resulting in a score instantly shooting up 75 points. How, uh, see, how could I accomplish this? Okay. The law states the creditor and credit bureaus must remove inaccuracy or inaccurate, inaccurate, uh, wow, inaccurately reported information. Yes, in this case, Marilyn had been late in paying her December mortgage. However, the report did not reflect the fact. this fact. Therefore, by law, the creditor had to purge it with her report. That's why it's so important to verify all reports items on a derogatory account before conceding anything, right? So, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Real deal, you have all heard the well-used phrase "Life happens." I gratefully oh, sorry, uh, gratefully uh, regretfully is her uh, tell you your credit creditors and their three credit bureaus don't care. they they hear hard luck stories every day, basically. there's nothing that they can there's nothing you can tell them they've not heard before. our, fast fa- our fast-paced lifestyles make it virtually inevitable that absent a bulletproof organizational system, or organizational, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of letters, <laughs> you will find uh, fall behind if you are not careful. Your payment history accounts for the biggest percentage, we said earlier, of your credit score. It's an incredible 35% of your score is controlled by how you keep up with your payments. So there you go. So we're going to roll into chapter nine. So nine is going to be, the five factors of credit, credit, part three, length of history. 15%, this is actually page 91, 15% of your length of credit history is worth 127.5 points. So if you take 15% of the highest you can get, that's what it says, 127.5 points. Of that. Among factors that go into making up your credit score, length and credit history counts for 15% and can generate up to 127.5 points. That's what the paragraph, or that's what the. Headline said, okay. <laughs> I'm repeating myself, right? That's a big percentage. And to maximize those points, it's well worth making sure you manage your length of history wisely. So what she's talking about is like how long have you had the credit, right? So if you've had credit for 10 years, you close the account out, guess what? That ten years of history is no longer on the system and no one sees it, and you lose that score there. So a lot of people in the past used to close out credit cards, you know, just to protect themselves in reference to their own. Inability to to control themselves, I guess. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, a lot of people used to close up credit cards because they thought that was the way to do things. And, um, you know, you have to be careful what you do. But what they're saying here is you look at the whole picture of credit. If you want to have the best credit, then the longer you've had credit and you show people you paid on time, so it's like school, like I say, report cards. As soon as you hit college, you're going to apply for college, they'll see your entire high school, you know, grades. They may some middle school, probably not, but hey. You look at a whole wind of your port card. So the further you go back, the more they can see, versus, you know, if you had, you know, your senior, you rock star, boom, cool, cool, right? But if you're, you know, freshman, year you were horrible, and sophomore, year you were horrible, and junior, year you finally figured it out, you know, at least you see you figure things out. But the scores, you know, they want to make sure, you know, they need to see that so they can, uh, you know, wherever they got to count to is ready to you know, <laughs> uh, lend you money or whatever you're going to do, right? So let's keep going here. So while each of the five credit scores, fact, five credit score factors has its own importance. The length of credit is highly significant because it traces your credit path all the way back to the oldest listed account. Logic tells you that the, lo- the longer your credit history, the higher the score for the particular factor is right. Factor. Then it says, comma, right. <laughs> it's like I ran through a stoplight, huh? Particular factor, comma, right. Actually wrong. New credit users less than a year can carry higher scores than seasoned users. The factor requires meticulous attention if you want to gain access to the 127.5 points. Okay. So let's see how far I've gone here with this, this little presentation. Okay. We're about 17 minutes right now. So I'm going to stop here because we're 17 minutes in, and we'll come back to this next time. So we're on page 91, Chapter 9, and we'll come back to talk about what this factor considers. Thanks, guys, for listening. Have a great day. Talk again.